Live from the Pacific Northwest, it's Portland Story Theater's Urban Tellers. Real. True. Stories. May the narrative be with you. So when I was six years old, uh, my mom and I, we moved from our fantastic apartment in downtown Oslo um, out to a, a suburb of Oslo called Bærum. Uh, and we did this so that I would be closer uh, to the school that I was going to start. This was like first grade. And coming from like, you know, the, the concrete asphalt city life, going out to the burbs was kind of weird. My mom and I would get on the train, we'd go to the last train stop, and then we walk down to where like our new house is. And it's this long row of yellow townhouses. And she points out that one of them has a big, fantastic tree in front of it, and that that is ours. So if you ever get lost, look for the tree. And uh, we walk up you know, to the second story, and she opens the door for me, and I step inside first. I've never seen this place. And there's beautiful new parquet flooring, like the old apartment didn't have that, and that's so shiny and new. And at, it's a long, skinny living room, and at the very end, there's this big window with a balcony in front of it, like a sliding door. And out of the window, I see just this most beautiful valley that just is so expansive and goes on in the same line as the living room, like forever. And that meant that like anytime it rained, it just smelled of that fantastic grass smell, and we always had the pine in there. It was just a, a really nice place. Um, the same week, my mom had seen a little sign at the grocery store up the street that, where an 18-year-old was offering to sell his entire Lego collection. <laughs> We're talking a whole decade's worth of just the most fantastic Lego ever. Like, and this was the good stuff from like the 80s and the early 90s. Not this Star Wars, Spider-Man branded, Bullshit. Um, Legos is about making your own story, right? Like you're living it. And so I literally explored none percent of that great valley out the window because, because every Friday I was on all fours. My mom moved the furniture out of the way, rolled up the carpet, and I built these amazing, expansive Lego cities that were probably eight to like 10 feet large. Because the kit that she'd gotten from this 18-year-old had castles, aliens, submarines, Airport, city, western, like everything was there. And I would build and arrange and put the roads where they needed to go. And like you can go over here and you can walk over there. And I just saw it all come alive right in front of me. It was fantastic. And then every Sunday I'd have to pack it all up, break everything down, put it back in the, like, in the box. And then it would go into the bedroom until next Friday where the furniture was moved out of the way, the carpet went up. And I built another city that was different in every single way. You know, now there's a castle here and a castle here and they're going to fight right in downtown like western land. Right? And don't forget, over here, that's where the, the jet ski rentals are. Uh, it was just fantastic. Um, but this was kind of like a struggle for my mom, because, you know, she wants to go outside, she wants to, like, do things, she wants to explore, and every Friday, I'm just off the floor with the Legos. So she had to come up with a really, really good reason, or a good idea for why uh, we should go outside. And so one Friday, she comes up to me and she says, guess what? It is rock season candy, out at Hoover which means... Uh, the main island, Hovid, main, uh, yeah, island. And uh, we're going to go and we're going to pick rock candy. And I'm like, okay, well, Lego, pretty good. Candy, really good. All right, I'm in. So we go on the bus, we head downtown also to the ferry docks, and there's all these other people lined up to go out to Hovid. And I, I'm thinking, well, if there's this many people here, this candy's got to be pretty good. <laughs> um, okay, let's do this. And uh, we get on the ferry, and we get that nice, fresh sea breeze smelling in. I'm sitting near the window, and I can see, like, the blue-greenish water of the Oslo Fjord. And we get out to the island, and it's just absolutely beautiful. Fantastic trees, and we're walking around, checking stuff out. And then my mom said, okay, so the rocks that you need to look for, they're kind of they're bluish, kind of greenish, purplish. No, don't eat the gray ones. Those, those will break your teeth. But there, there's a certain thing that we're looking for. 
And so I'm walking around, I'm like foraging, looking at the grass, and then suddenly I find one. It's this beautiful green nugget. And um, I look at my mom kind of hesitantly, like, is this one? And she says, yeah, yeah, you can eat that. I'm like, oh, okay. Uh-huh. And I bite it, and it has this earthy, delicious, herbal kind of like anise taste to it. And I'm like, this is amazing. This is so cool. And so I just book it. I'm running all over the place trying to find rocks. And I'm collecting so many that both my little like six-year-old hands are full, and I have to put it in my mom's backpack and then go get more. It was just the best thing. We found this old monastery that these monks had built in like the 11th century. Um, and there were tons of candy there because, you know, the rock of the, of the monastery. And that just opened my eyes to what the outdoors could be. Like, there's reasons to go explore. There's reasons to be outside. There's reasons to go camping. What? Um, <laughs> and uh, that just opened a whole new world. And so this became our tradition. Every Easter, we'd head out and we'd collect the rock candy when it was rock candy season. Uh, we did this for three years until we moved here to the United States. Um, but it didn't really matter, though, because, you know, whether... I wanted, or, I, you know, in Norway I played with Legos, but here in the U.S. it was just all about being outdoors and exploring, doing summer camp and outdoor school, and just all that good stuff. Mountain biking with my friend Ruben here. Um, and uh, so, yeah, it was just great. She showed me this whole new thing. About three years ago, uh, my mom and I, we flew to New York to visit some family from Norway that flew to New York. And since I'd lived in New York before, I got to be the tour guide. And I showed them all over the place. We go to the meatpacking district, Brooklyn. I showed them my favorite electronics store in Williamsburg. We just had this great time. And my little cousin, the only thing that she's interested in in all of New York is seeing the stoop where they film the TV show Pretty Little Liars, which is fine. You know, that's, that's what she wants to do. That's cool. Um, and we had just the best food. Every single meal was this fantastic thing. And these are Norwegians, remember, so they had never had a bagel with schmear in their life. Right? This, they had such a good time. Um, and I really liked leading them around and showing them stuff I knew. And so it's the last night. We are, we're in the hotel room and we're listening to what they like the most about America and you know what they like the most about New York. And then they ask us, my mom and I, what we miss about Norway. And my mom says, Norwegian Christmas. You know, it's, it's intimate, it's family oriented, it's peaceful, not like it is here in the US. It's just better. Norwegian Christmas is best Christmas. And I say, mom, oh man, what I miss about Norway is rock candy season out at Kuvade. Remember that? And my mom just bursts out laughing, hilariously crying, laughing. And my cousin starts laughing. She doesn't understand what's going on. And her parents are laughing. And I'm like, what's, what's going on, mom? What's that? What is? Um, and so I wait for her to finish. Like, there's tears in her eyes at this point. And she looks at me and she says, Tala, um, there is no such thing as rock candy season. And I go, what? <laughs> what? Yeah, your aunt who lives here in Portland, uh, she went out to Bruce's Candy Kitchen in Cannon Beach, and she just bought the rock candy and sent it to me. And I just used it as an excuse to get you out of the house. And what I would do is I would walk. (laughs) I would walk in front of you and then just drop one, and drop another one, and drop another one. And you were walking behind me going, ooh, a piece of candy. Ooh, a piece of candy. Ooh, a piece of candy. At that moment, trust broken, betrayal, stabbed. How could you do this to your first and best beloved and only son? I just couldn't understand it. What? Oh, God. Oh, God. So uh, the next morning, my mom and my cousin and her parents, they fly out really early, and I have this day in New York by myself. And so I'm walking around my flights later that evening. So I'm walking around just taking photos, trying to get street photography and cityscape and stuff. And I'm sort of thinking about this. Wow, how could this be? 
why, why would you do this? And then I came to the realization that, you know, most kids, they sort of lose their imagination pretty young. Like, when did you, when was, when did you stop believing in Santa Claus? Like, when was the last time you thought the Tooth Fairy was like a thing? Um, my mom had managed to keep a little piece, a little nugget of imagination, this little piece of Norwegian imagination alive for 20 years. For 20 years, I thought there was rock candy in Norway. <laughs> 20 years, and it's just on. But if you ask me, a woman who can keep a child's imagination alive for 20 years, that's a damn good mother. <laughs>